You're listening to Box Office Bros. Starring Corey Osborne. It's a party every week, baby. Embarrass me in front of Corey. How many of these guys are named Corey? And Chance Oliver. Are you prepared to take that chance? I think you ought to know what our chances are. You had your chance and you blew it. Let's start the show. Now go do that voodoo that you do. Hold on to your butts. Oh. Hello, hello, hello. This is Corey Oliver from the Box Office Bros podcast. How's it going? It's Corey in the house. How's it going? And Chance is here, you know? I mean, I don't know why, but like for whatever reason, when you did that yo, 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 it just reminded me of like the things that the people uh, who run the window at Raisin Cane's do. It's just like, hey, hey, hey let's get some <laughs> chicken today. I don't like, know if I've ever told you this story, but there is a time when I um, went to a Raisin Cane's and I, <laughs> I feel like such a dick for this, uh, but I uh, was at Raisin Cane's and it was christmas time uh-huh. i was here with my friend connor who actually listens to the show every now and then so hey connor if you're listening but anyways we were <laughs> we were go- we were th- going through the drive through and uh <laughs> i feel so bad about this but the poor raising canes worker said ho 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 you want a box combo to go and it something about the way they said it killed me and I just unabashedly like <laughs> I was laughing like this. I was like, <laughs> and, I, and I go, I can't believe you have to say that. <laughs> and then the guy and the guy at the wind or at the headset was like, "What do you want?" <laughs> like, like that's literally what he said after I went on my like laughing tirade. He was so pissed. He was so mad. I was like, God, I made such an ass out of myself. <laughs> Well, it's, but it's, I'm sorry, it's it's ludicrous. It's so well, stupid. Well, like, ho, 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 you want a box combo to go? Like, what? Well, like, it's supposed to be memorable, so here we are talking about it however long later. Oh, yeah, it's been, <laughs> it's, it's been a few years since that happened, so. So, like, we can't, like, the fact that, like, we remember that the restaurant for that specifically is <laughs> so <laughs> funny to me. Yeah, well, with that said, we have a really great show lined up for y'all today. We're going to be talking about uh, all the Star Wars news that seemed to drop at the same exact time, so copious amounts of Star Wars news. Uh, we're also going to be talking about uh, the first f- uh, uh, couple of tr- uh, high, you know, big budget trailers that came out, Yeah, um, <laughs> particularly Thor, um, Love and Thunder, obviously, and Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. And, um, yeah, we're also going to be talking about the state of Netflix. And, you know, just to finish stuff out, we're also going to talk about some, you know, of Corey and Chance's recommendations and what we've been watching and what we've been having a good time with. Um, so, yeah, with that said, anything you want to say before we get right into it, good old Chance Rooney? Um, wear sunscreen if it's bright out. But it's not right out today. That's that's true. It's kind of gloomy. But yes, even like the thing is, melanoma is no joke. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Even with people who have tan skin like me, 
there are parts of your skin, especially if you're going, because I don't usually have to deal with it much if I'm wearing a shirt or anything like that. But I mm-hmm. notice that if I'm outside at the pool or anything and I'm yeah. outside for an extended period of time, my back is a lot lighter than like the rest of my body. Mm-hmm. And the, you can get and you can get dinged real bad. So, you know, apply that sunscreen, you know, as summer's yeah. rolling in, as you're going heading to the beach, going to the lake, doing your thing, mm-hmm. you know. You, you gotta you gotta stay safe out there kiddos anyways yes. with that uh public service announcement out of the way <laughs> let's get right into our first star wars topic um kathleen and by the way there's like five so bear with us um good god <laughs> but yeah kathleen kennedy had a q a with vanity fair the vanity fair q a's are always really interesting and very telling uh you know Say what you will about Kathleen Kennedy. She is the most important person talking in Star Wars. So when she says something, it's something you have to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. So basically, um, Anthony, I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name, uh, Bresnikan was the gentleman who, um, you know, interviewed her and then you know obviously Anna Leibovitz um took the pictures of all of them they look absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic in it um Annie always does an amazing job she can do no wrong like I said before bringing up a joke from way a, a deep cut from box office bros if y'all remember I was always sad that she never was able to do my um senior pictures <laughs> with a tauntaun <laughs> but regardless of all of that um Anthony uh, mentioned this really is the first line of his article. It said Kathleen Kennedy's job is to focus on the past, present and future all at once, which is a huge and telling, um, you know, beginning of the article, because this is what the article really does encapsulate encapsulates Kathleen Kennedy's having to juggle all of these different things at once and having to stay true to the source material in the past, make sure they're doing things that are fun in the present, and also make sure that eventually they're able to make content of their own, which is, I think, um, that's going to go into the future and make new things, which I think there's a lot of good in this article, and there's a lot of stuff that kind of pisses me off in this article, and I'm not going to lie about it, a lie about that. and I'll start with the things that I like here. What I like is that she is getting, she's talking about how she's getting away from a trilogy standpoint and she's getting more into a full blown, you know, how are we telling and mapping out a story as thing goes, as things go on kind of mentality and everything like that, which is something that Lucasfilm, uh, you know, what professional filmmakers should have been doing in the first place. Since 2012. Um, uh, and like the fact that they didn't have that kind of mentality beforehand is very concerning. But with that said, you know, I, I think they're doing like with certain other things that we're going to be talking about. I do think that they're going to be that this is a step in the right direction, but I think that that's really good. And I also think the attention to detail is very good on, you know, how she's like Kathleen Kennedy seems to finally, I think she's finally beginning to understand what it means to get talent on your properties that you agree with (laughs) and not just hire whoever's the hottest person in Hollywood and then thinking about it later. And, um, I, cause like just from the way 
she's being very forthcoming about a lot of the issues that they've had. And I think that that's good. But at the same time, there are things that I just don't agree with. And we can talk about it a little bit later. But I just wanted to, you know, we can talk about negatives uh, at the end of our little segment about Kathleen Kennedy. But what were some things that you liked about the article? Um, I kind of like kind of parroting you a little bit because like uh, it's just very frustrating half the time. We're just like, yes, they finally get it. And then sometimes she'll say something like, oh, the problem was recasting, uh, recasting characters uh, Mm -hmm. from the original trilogy. I'm like, that wasn't really the problem with Solo. It's like the story is always the problem. Uh, story or well, not? Well, story, story, and like when things came out was the problem with that. And right. It's just like, ugh, whatever. And I love Solo. Yeah, I mean, I'm ex- flaws and all, but anyway. like, I'm excited just because it's like, okay, we like. I think the first thing to acknowledge is yes, mistakes were made, things were not done correctly. I think because, like, even the article says, you know, it's like the you know the producer behind E.T. and the Raiders of the Lost Ark and Jurassic Park, this, that, and that. Like, she's very, very accomplished, and she knows what she's doing. Uh, well, she she knew what she was doing, and then she's acknowledged that she's made a mistake, and I think that's a good thing, because a lot of people are too chicken shit to admit that when they made a mistake. A hundred percent. Like, I think that's very big of her, just because. A lot of people just backtrack like, no, this is this is what I meant the whole time. Like like uh, one of the many flaws of J.K. Rowling is like, oh, yeah, this person was gay the whole time. And I just didn't mention it until now. That sort of thing. But because yeah. Kathleen could have been just like, oh, yeah, this is what we meant to do. Never mind. And just, yeah. Yeah. We fucked up. Just say it. I like that. No, it's kind of like the whole like Zack Snyder kind of stuff. Where he was all like, oh, yeah, everything was supposed to be really dark in the beginning. And then we were supposed to, like, provide a slightly lighter tone after uh, Batman v Superman and everything Sure, like Jan. We're like, okay, definitely. That makes a ton of sense. But, yeah, it's like there a lot of the technical things and the technical uh, deals that I like a lot of the technical things are what really made me like the um, Q and a something really cool that I didn't know is that Kathleen Kennedy actually like she didn't necessarily introduce Dave Filoni and John Favreau, mm-hmm. but she did facilitate them to work on this stuff together and everything like that. And I think that's really cool. And like, I, I feel like that might be seem like a given Cause like, Oh yeah, obviously, you know, they're all in Lucasfilm doing their own thing and everything like that. But she was meeting with John Favreau. And then she also knew that um, Dave Filoni was looking to get into live action filmmaking and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So he's like, okay, well, you know, you had John, like, you know, we had John do some voices for, um, you know, the clone wars and everything like that. I think you two would mesh really well because I think we kind of want to do something with streaming. And then John was like, well, I already have an idea. (laughs) He's like, I literally already have an idea. I've written two seasons of it already. (laughs) You know, because John is John. Um, 
with all that said, I thought that I was really interesting. Yeah. And there's like a funny part of the article where the where the Anthony was asking, he's like, so you facilitated a play date? She's like, kind of. She's like, kind of, honestly. <laughs> you're going to make friends and you're going to like it. And, you know, I think that because the, the thing is, when Kathleen Kennedy does something that works, it works. And I yeah. think the fandom has a really hard time understanding that um, Kathleen Kennedy is just as guilty of giving us the stuff that we like as giving us the stuff that we don't necessarily yeah. like. You know what I mean? So you can't have it both ways. Either she's horrendously incompetent and terrible at her job all the time, mm-hmm. or she's absolutely... well. Uh, you can't have it both ways. What I mean, like the people who completely say, hey, there's nothing wrong or, mm-hmm. hey, there is something wrong. Yeah. Uh, like it's very toe to the middle. There's stuff that she does correctly. There's yeah, stuff, stuff that, that she, she does, just doesn't. Yeah. And so um, it's just one of those deals that you have to kind of, like, you know, go into. I think the thing that kind of chaps my ass about a lot of this and like, because a lot of this stuff around with Kathleen Kennedy is obviously a... Chaps, you're what? I'm Chaps just kidding. <laughs> uh, um, that uh, basically, like, all of this kind of started when episode eight came out, and it's just kind of been nonstop ever since. Um, I think it's because making the Star Wars sequels was going to be an uphill battle no matter what, no matter who did it, no matter who you casted, no matter what story you were going to make. It was going to be an uphill battle and making all the wrong choices when it was already an uphill battle is just kind of what's landed us in this situation. So now you're just kind of in the position of, okay, how do we make people less irritated with us? No. And I, I definitely get what you mean when you say that, but it's like, I don't know. It's one of those things where I think that it was never going to be, Regardless of who George Lucas chose to do this, right. it was never going to be an easy job, yeah. um, and especially with Kathleen Kennedy being a woman, yeah. um, it's even worse. Because how much you want to bet, like if a man was mm-hmm. making these same kind of decisions, would people be criticizing him? Yeah, mm-hmm. but would they be would they be criticizing him with the same kind of ferocity and the same kind of energy? Hell no. no. So it's like one of those deals where. Um, I think that it's very important uh, to kind of contextualize um, how mistakes can be made, even if you're a Hollywood staple. Uh, Like, for instance, our least favorite Hollywood producer, Avi Arad. Um, All my homies hate Avi Arad. Anyways, um, uh, he has had really good days in the office as much as I don't really like him as a producer, Mm -hmm. as much as I think he just likes to kind of stroke his ego and everything (laughs) like 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 that, that, that whole title thing, that thing in the credits of no way home. Absolutely horrendous. What the the hell is your problem, dude? Anyways, you know, he like forced them to do that too, but regardless. Yeah. It's like one um, day when Amy Pascal wasn't in the office and just like, good. No. Yeah. The same guy who said that, um, Miles Morales would never be, um, uh, successful on screen. Mm-hmm. Dipshit. Anyways. Anyway. Um, but with that said, uh, this is called Corey's Never Gonna Get a Job in Hollywood. The the podcast. That's okay. It's okay. I don't. I I, I like covering things. But earthquakes you know I mean? are scary. <laughs> but uh, with that said, is there anything else you want to say about Kathleen Kennedy before we move on to our next Star Wars topic? Um. 
I think Kathleen's a cool name. Anyway. I think Kathleen's a cool name too. You know, and you, do you think she's actually a Kennedy though? Mm, not like the type that would like you know die tragically. Well, hopefully not. No, no. <laughs> blessings. She's ble- not a blessings to you. She's not a John or a Robert <laughs> or the other one. <laughs> the other one. Isn't one, of, isn't one of isn't one of them one of them like was a senator or something or a congressperson? Yeah. He's a ginger. Oh, well, he's alive. Yeah, but he's he, alive. But he's not a congressman anymore. I think he got voted. I think he got voted out. Yeah, he's anyway. only like thirty. So anyways, he's fine. well, good for him. I hope he. I hope he lives a long life. Okay. <laughs> Shoot. Anyways, uh, next <laughs> next slide. <laughs> Man, the uh, CIA Tiger is going to come after us. Our 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 boy. Uh, I just said this because we were rewatching the trailers before the podcast. Mm-hmm. My favorite man in Hollywood, bar none, just the best. Uh, Taika Waititi, um, his mystery Star Wars project will most likely be the next Star Wars film to come out. Yay! We thought it was going to be Rogue Squadron, which I'm honestly kind of okay with because you know, with Hollywood and fandom being, what have you done for me lately? Mm-hmm. Not as excited for um, <laughs> Rogue Squadron. <laughs> <laughs> is it because, because of, of wonder woman 84 it's because of wonder woman 84 hopefully it's better because I, I will say wonder woman was really good but 84 was you have to understand how much i hated that movie <laughs> but <laughs> the egypt scene is so the, weird the egypt scene is like patty jenkins i think she was just like hey how can i be as racist as possible in this damn scene <laughs> how can i be most problematic it's for like, a I'm movie just, set in the 80s i'm just going to be extremely problematic during this damn scene if i was running so Reagan, like, what would i do <laughs> well uh, anyways uh taiki watiti's mystery project will be the next franchise film this is coming from the vanity fair article but i think the av club did a pretty good you know breakdown of this thing so basically um basically that's what they're saying i, I think they're being pretty uh, like tightly lipped about this kind of stuff because they're going to be talking about a lot of this over um Star Wars Celebration, but this is just the um this is just kind of the prelude to Celebration, so we can kind of mm-hmm. know a little bit. I think it's just to generate some buzz. It's like Especially when you know Kenobi's coming out soon yeah. here, and they're just wanting to give a little bit of credence to that. What you're saying, Chance? It's like when you know all the panels that are going to be at CinemaCon. Or oh, something for like sure. That exactly. Just like oh yeah, uh, or like. When you know you you know if say this is 2010 and you have E3 happening and they tell you mm-hmm. who's presenting at E3 in what order, mm-hmm. <laughs> gone are the days, boys. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, yeah. What were you saying, Corey? No, but I was just saying uh, from the AV Club article um, by Gabriel Sanchez, uh, it says that. Um, the details of the movie remain locked away, but 1917 screenwriter Christy Wilson Carnes uh, is working with Watiti on the script. Two very good writers are working on that script. I love 1917. And um, it's also just wonderfully made film as well. And funny enough, um, Ryan Johnson's um, movie is apparently still happening. Uh, but... I think it's really cool. I think that it's really cool that this might be, there's not as much, um, there's not as much, um, like news going around this one. So it's a pretty quick one. Mm-hmm. It's basically, Hey, Taika Waititi making a movie for some weird reason in my head. I thought the Taika Waititi movie and the Kevin Feige movie was the same thing. Um, but it's, it's not. not, 
but still, I I'm still very excited to see what Taika Watiti does, and I um really loved his episode of The Mandalorian that he directed. I loved what he did with Star Wars, um so or what he's done with Star Wars so far. So um and I was talking with a friend from work, and he was saying he's like, well, I don't know, I don't know if I, I don't I like Taika a lot, but he's a little goofy, and I don't really like Star Wars to be goofy, and. I kinda, Star Wars is I goofy as shit. I kind of had a rebuttal there, and I was like, Star Wars has been goofy and campy like since its inception. Yeah. But at the same time, like you know, I get what you mean. I get why people are weary of like a specific and distinct tone being thrust onto Star Wars. But I would argue that if we don't get more of that, it's going to become very, very stale. I think that a wide variety of different Star Wars stuff should be released in order to do this. But I think Taika is one of the perfect people because he knows how to make the big things small and vice versa. You know what I mean? Right. And he, uh, like the personality that he puts in the characters and what I brought up to my friend from work, uh, I brought up, uh, hey, Jojo Rabbit. Mm-hmm. There's no way that a movie with that kind of source material yeah. should have been as damn funny, but as damn heartbreaking at the same time. Oh my God. You know what I mean? And so it's like one of those things where I really feel like it's, I don't know. I just think that it's important for, I think it's important for us to have both. And I think that heart is really what he can, like if he can bring that emotional gravitas to a star Wars movie, I think it's going to be fantastic. Well, yeah. Cause I kind of wonder what the, what their production schedule looks like because obviously I don't think we've gotten like a new solid unchanged of slate from Disney lately mm-hmm. because originally I believe a Avatar movie was supposed to have come out in Christmas of last year mm-hmm. and then we would be getting a new Star Wars movie uh, December of this year. Mm-hmm. So it makes me wonder since we're getting that Avatar movie, all the Avatar movies have just been like, scooch one space over because mm-hmm. they're alternating every year um so if we're getting a avatar movie fall or christmas of 22 do you think we get a star wars movie christmas of 23 i mean if it's already in production you know maybe because the thing is, is finished, like i think we're gonna i think we're gonna have the answer to this question come star wars because if you finish production by fall of this year yeah and then reshoots say by you know early like late to early spring late winter to early spring of next year then you have all summer and fall to edit the movie Mm -hmm. you probably see it pretty soon like yeah because i i definitely see him kicking in the high gear that's a whole four years since uh rise of skywalker too Mm -hmm. and i think god anyways i think they uh, sorry it just brings back memories oh Somehow the emperor has returned. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, they sold you because they sold you as a slave to protect you. Anyways, uh, anywho, t- two stupid lines from that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that you last made me lose my train of thought. Chance, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just kidding. Talk about Taika. Uh, talk about release schedules. No, yeah, but yeah. Uh, with Thor: Love and Thunder um, coming out in July. Having yeah. press kind of stuff, it puts it in a sweet spot for him to start things. Yeah, um, start things around uh, around the uh, fall to fall to winter. If he hasn't started anything like that, uh, and you know the thing is, obviously they've started writing. You know they have this thing casted. If they're gonna say that, yeah. it's, um, 
if they're going to say that it's, uh, you know, uh, going to be the next Star Wars movie and everything. Yeah, like I'm that. really curious on what kind of uh, the time period it's going to be. Is it going to be far future, far past? I hope it's far future. Yeah, because like, because I don't want anybody to be alive. I don't want to know. I don't. I don't want no Skywalkers. I don't want no nothing. I want. Yeah. I don't want no nobody. I want everybody. I want ever like I don't want any Kenobi's. I don't even want any Jarins. I want maybe Grogu can chill. Like maybe Grogu can be alive, but I want, still, I want Chewbacca's grandson. What <laughs> 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 you say to me, Wookie? <laughs> well, okay. Oh well, with that said, is there anything else you wanted to say about Taika's movie? No, I mean I think because we've been like. Talking about this Taika Star Wars movie for what two years now at least? Yeah, well, you know the thing is, Kathleen Kennedy said as much a few years ago when she said they're going to have a hiatus before the next mm-hmm. era of Star Wars movies, and they even said in that original like article that we were talking about beforehand right. that they're specifically you know are looking to refresh, regroup because yeah. this is a very specific line in the sand. We are done with what George Lucas started. We are now doing new stuff. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Because <laughs> the thing is, when Thank they the start force. doing new stuff, there's not going to be as much criticism towards it. And the reason why yeah. is because there's nothing. There's like, say the new hero is going to be called, um, I don't know, Flash Flickerston or something like that. <laughs> Nobody's going to be like, wow, I don't really know if Flash would really do that. Like, I really don't know if the timbre of his voice would be like this. <laughs> there's some people... I'm criticizing Ewan McGregor for sounding too much like Obi-Wan on Twitter because my brain is literally rotting when I just read those freaking ass nine takes. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, <laughs> like, bro, <laughs> come on. He sounds so much like the character he's playing. Okay. Um. <laughs> Joe. Because I'm I sorry, I love his Alec. I love his Alec Guinness voice. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I think it's fantastic. He yeah. does a really good job. He's playing the same character as him, yeah. <laughs> and it works. I think it was funny when Uncle Owen was talking shit in the trailer. Oh, that that, that was, was good. Funny. It was funny because everybody who uh, did you see they like photoshopped Uncle Owen onto that one. Like you know those group of those guys that were like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> the super hot fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was losing the day. <laughs> Oh gosh. And um I have something really I this is probably one of my favorite sets of news. Um what? it's the Kevin Feige Star Wars movie because I'm a Marvel shill, you Yay. know. You know me. I'm a big old Marvel shill. I just love Marvel movies so much. Marvel movies are the only kind of movies that I like. So, you know, you know me. I just mm-hmm. love me some Marvel. Anyways, um <laughs> <laughs> Humana, humana, humana. It's just become really cool to not like Marvel movies lately. So I'm like, yeah. okay, whatever. Plus, I feel like there, and this is a different discussion for a different day, but I feel like there's like a subsect of the fan community that likes continuity more than stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just really odd. <laughs> that's yeah. an odd choice for as far as, oh, for a reason to like a movie. I was like, I but, didn't notice like, the story like come careening into continuity at all i i, I don't know but regardless of all of that uh in night in 2019 this is coming from uh screen rant uh lewis glaze glazer brook because we like to give our credit here at the box office bros podcast um he wrote this article 
and that is it was reported in 2019 that Kevin Feige would be producing a Star Wars movie, and it was revealed by writer Michael Waldron that the movie won't be a sequel. And he added, which is a huge relief, <laughs> which very true. A uh, Star Wars movie uh, hasn't been released since 2019's Rise of Skywalker, capping off the Skywalker saga and Disney's sequel trilogy. Um, Feige being a ma- um, being of major MCU fame and beloved amongst many uh, facets of the fan- fandom is a name that will bring a lot of excitement and he'll now handle a story in a galaxy far, far away after a, after, you know, a few divisive reactions that Disney has elicited so far. And it was revealed that a Michael Waldron who, uh, has written this, who wrote the script for Loki as well as Dr. Strange multiverse of madness, um, is that he'll be penning the script. I think that's a really good choice. He's really, he's a really good writer. Um, and he was speaking exclusively with Screen Rant, and he commented on some of his screenwriting processes of the film. He was describing it being freeing, and he was saying that uh, it was not being a sequel to any previous Star Wars films. And he's saying that he just had an opportunity to breathe with him, both him and Feige were like talking about how they're just able to breathe and make this thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chance. And he said, it feels so cool to do something original within one of the most franchises, with one of the most famous franchises of all time. Chance, what do you think about that? Well, my first thought, well, my first, the, my little synapse wandered to is who does he want as a director? Because he, he's got a lot of uh, choices of people he knows already. Mm-hmm. Like, will he dip into his... I know you because you directed a Marvel movie for me before. Mm-hmm. Like kind of that. It could probably even be the easiest thing for him too. Yeah. Just like, oh yeah, I want you, James Gunn. I want you to make a Star Wars movie and make everyone mad. Gosh, or, I would love that though. The funny thing is, yeah. is if he said James Gunn, if that was announced yeah. over uh Star Wars celebration, Ooh, I would be happy with that. The yeah. internet wouldn't be. Well, yeah. half of the internet wouldn't be. Well, yeah. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, you, could, you do James Gunn. I mean, John Watts has already got kind of something going on with mm-hmm. that. Yeah, he's already got some Star Wars. Um, You've got... I mean, I'm kind of tired of seeing the Russo brothers after four movies of Marvel Russo brothers, but there's always them. There's, But then again, he doesn't really have to be like, yeah, I want my little stable of Marvel correct directors. He could literally choose anyone because like... Who Having does movies not... like it's rare that a Marvel movie doesn't clear at least four hundred million dollars at the box office. Yeah, even in the pandemic. So uh, it's just like, huh? Yeah, you could probably choose whoever you wanted at this point. Yeah, and also who wouldn't want to work with him? Because yeah. like, from what I've heard, at least like from what a lot of there are not a ton of directors who have anything bad to say about working with him. Yeah. You know, there's some that's probably disagreed with him before or yeah. been like, okay, you're, yeah. but the thing is, uh, say what you will about Feige as a producer or anything, the man knows his shit. Yeah. So it's like one of those things, and he arguably knows his shit better for Star Wars than he does for Marvel because Star Wars is what got him into the damn thing. Maybe There was a time when he, and I'm trying to think who else, oh gosh, somebody... Uh, some other big Hollywood guy. They both lived together, and he had like this whole like Star Wars like D and D. 
Oh god, that's like awesome. complete compa- uh complete like story mapped up in his head and everything just completely out there. The guy's a freaking nerd. And you know, that may be to his detriment, but it's still uh still the guy knows what he's talking about. Well, so. like and the thing yeah. about this is is like everyone's the thing that people have lobbed against Marvel probably even since phase 3 or even in phase 2 were just like Oh, it's the Marvel formula, but like, can you really have a formula for Star Wars if like, it's brand new, not associated with anything? Like, because that's that's kind of what cha- that's that's what chased away uh, Edgar Wright for Ant Man. That's mm-hmm. what uh, chased away Scott Derrickson for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That's what chased away Patty Jenkins from. Uh, or the dark world. Like you think like there's none of that really. There's nothing there is nothing inhibiting like from a story perspective. Just maybe like a style, you know, just like the producer wants him to go this way and the director goes this way. So it's gonna be interesting to see if he chooses someone who is like used to his like quirks and what he likes. Um because I don't know, it's just like literally this could go any direction. Like it's very it's very um unstructured right now because like I have no idea like is this going to be even further flung in the future than maybe Taika's is or way back in the past like it's just now yeah could it be that could it be that uh you know old republic thing that the um D&D Dumb and Dumber, I mean, uh, Benny Huff and Weiss, um, <laughs> was was making. So, yeah. I'm sorry. Well, I think that was very, very toxic fan of me to call him that. But it. gosh, that last scene of Game of Thrones, that last season of Game of Thrones, guys, what the hell were you thinking? Anyways, yeah, yeah I think this this movie. I feel like this movie is just a giant blank whiteboard, that's and you've got of, like a big pack of markers to go to town with. You know, that's kind of what I like. I kind of like that about these next few movies. Mm-hmm. They you really don't know much about them, and I'm okay with that. And I think yeah. it'll be cool getting our little sprinkles in there. Yeah. Um. Oh, when celebration comes around. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it'll be kind of be really like excited. It'll kind of be like uh, when the episode, the first trailer for episode seven came out, like almost a year, uh, but like a whole year and two months before the movie came, I was like, "Who's that? What's this? What's that thing?" You know that. I will always remember the first time I watched that trailer. Oh my god, it's so funny. I was I was in the bathroom of my old job because I saw the trailer dropped, and I literally like I looked at my phone at work, and then I was like, (laughs) I have to go to the bathroom, and then I I went into the I went into the stall, and I watched that trailer like five times. Oh my god, that's absolutely fantastic. I love that trailer. Occasionally, I'll just watch it. God, just because, just because I'm like, wow, brings back memories. Because yeah, that was like what November of 2014 or something. Yeah. God, that was so crazy. Funny. Such a long time ago. So much has happened since then too. Yeah, so many things. I would some would care say not to mention. Some would say too many things, but um, yeah, I well, I'm gonna give my quick little two cents there for you as as well for the Michael Waldron stuff and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like his comments. Um. I really think that it'll be interesting to see um, Kevin Feige uh, produce and make stuff with original characters because we've seen him produce um, content with characters that are already, you know, established comic book um, Mm -hmm. characters and everything like that. And I'm sure he'll do just as good and just as amazing. But I think that this is a really good uh, indicator to be like, hey, 
is um, Kevin Feige the best producer of all time, or is he just the best Marvel producer of all time? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but w- with that said, I- I'm sure it's going to be great. <laughs> like, I'm not yeah, like, I, a, I ain't worried. Like, I'm not worried in one slight bit. Um, for all the people who've been hating on Loki, for people who don't like Loki and don't like uh, Multiverse of Madness, I guess this is really bad news for them if they like Star Wars as well. But personally, I think people are being, I think the people who are mean to Loki are a tad bit too mean to Loki. Yeah. And I think that Multiverse of Madness is a really good movie. Uh, so I'm pretty excited by it. So, yeah. Um, pretty stoked to see what the new, what, what all this deal is. I'm really excited. I really hope that we get more, um, you know, uh, I just hope that we get more news about, um, about this. And I hope that celebration sheds a light on this. I don't have to see like trailers or anything. Obviously there's going to be no. no trailers, but like, I don't have to like know everything, just but I just want to know. I just want to know some stuff. Just sprinkle me a few details. Just want to get, just want to get some, you know, stuff for that their podcast. And you know, I guess we'll find out later this weekend mm-hmm. and everything like that. As of recording, I'm gonna try right. and get this um, posted pretty promptly before celebration. So this is a, so this is an uh, irrelevant podcast. <laughs> but uh, regardless, um, next um, topic here: Diego Luna's Disney Plus Andor series will turn. This comes from Daily Wire or from IndieWire. Um, will turn Star Wars canon upside down, says Tony Gilroy, the showrunner. And I thought this was really interesting. Um, he had, um, like, he was, so the article, so the person writing the article, um, Samantha Bergerson, um, said, uh, The Last Jedi was only the beginning of subverting expectations. Um, the upcoming Disney Plus series Andor is set five years before Rogue One. And this is just something really interesting about this quote. And I want you to... Sorry, I'm just trying to get to the quote that I think is particularly interesting and I wanted to get your reaction to Chance. Okay. Um, Okay. There are certain... Um, events and Gilroy says this there are certain events that happen in these five years that are important and need to be paid attention to um, there are certain people and characters that are legacy characters that the audience the passionate audience really feels like they have an understanding of and know in some cases they're right and in some cases uh, what we're saying is is what you've been told what's on what's on Wikipedia what you've been telling each other is all wrong. And I think that's a really interesting quote. Hmm. And Chance, what do you think about that? Is Mon Mothma going to get some terrorist hits? (laughs) Yeah, Mon Mon Mothma has a sniper. (laughs) Just bagged another one. Uh, Oh, no, I got grease on my white gown. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that is kind of an interesting way he phrased that because, like, that kind of puts you in interesting territory as time goes because um, you've got in this, because you've got a lot of players on the chessboard on this part of the timeline. You've got Leia, you've got Mon Matha, you've got maybe Bail Organa, but you also have Star Wars Rebels characters that could be up and about. I wonder if yeah, that's we have we have Hera. 
Yeah, we have Hera. We have Sabine. You know, potentially Ahsoka. Like, it makes me very like you know that one TikTok sounds like. What do you mean by that? <laughs> like that sort of thing. No, exactly. And it, and it is a very what do you mean by that? But I really like Tony Gilroy, and I really like this. I like uh, Andor is my favorite part of Rogue One. As much as I will be that guy who's like, yeah, Rogue One, the last 30 minutes of it's really great. Mm -hmm. Rest of it, don't really care for it. <laughs> but um, for, but with that said, Andor is one of the best characters. So I want, so, and he also talked about how, uh, Gilroy talked about how does um, Andor become that guy who won it, um, what led him to eventually developing into that guy who would believe in this cause to the point where he, you know, spoiler alert, um, sacrifices himself for it mm -hmm. and goes full out for this um, to the guy who would do whatever it takes to like being so callous to being so selfless. You know right. what I mean? That's basically what he's saying. The arc is like, which is the sad thing about prequels. Cause that's, kind of the only way you can go with right. it because you kind of know how the story is going to end but at the same exact time they have if it's if the series is taking place five years beforehand they have a lot of room they have a yeah. lot of room to do a lot of stuff with and andor was an interesting choice but i'm beginning to understand why they made that interesting choice yeah because that's because like rogue one takes place exactly like two seconds before uh the end of the beginning of the star wars um because like literally if you remember it's just like oh there's cgi weird face leia and mm -hmm. then uh, then the beginning of a new hope starts essentially so yeah you get a lot of room to play with like you can just kind of uh you know i don't know like maybe a more i don't want to make people mad but maybe a more uh telling version of what the story star wars rebels tried to tell because i'm just like yeah this is a war against a fascist racist regime and you know instead of you know kitty hijinks it might be just like oh they're executing people in the streets maybe it's time we start a rebellion guy you know that sort of thing where it's just like people are mad people are upset you know the things that like cause people to overthrow governments are very uncomfortable subject matter sometimes mm -hmm. so i think if we get like more of an insight into that i think that would be really cool mm -hmm. just like yeah they're then like you know like hell they enslaved the wookies to you know build stuff for them like like there's a lot of ground you can cover and i'm very excited just because god andor was announced so long ago like we found no. out about andor like around the same time we found out about the mandalorian no exactly and i think that like probably scheduling and different things like that and i don't know from what i've been seeing because like as much as i like love the mandalorian and you know excuse me like the book of boba fett and everything like that um you know heavy like on that one but a lot of them look like like as much as they look like really nice tv shows a lot of them look like tv shows sometimes mm -hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that's like a, necessarily a really bad thing because, like, you know, the line is blurring between television and mm -hmm. um, and all that kind of stuff quite heavily. But with that all said, um, with Andor, 
from the little bits we've seen of it, as well as Kenobi, these are just looking like longer movies. Like mm-hmm. these are that's just what they're looking at. And like honestly, I really hope that Marvel is taking um, writing notes and seeing what Lucasfilm is doing with their series and everything like that, um, because mm-hmm. these like they I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they're just getting bigger budgets or something like that, right. but this stuff just looks really damn good for television. You know what I mean? And so I'm really excited because I was watching that because um, where I was watching one of the newer trailers or one of the new like promotional blips they had for Obi-Wan coming out later this week. Mm-hmm. So excited for that, by the way. Um, definitely going to be talking about the t- first two episodes when they drop. Um, it looks like a movie. It yeah. looks absolutely fantastic, and I'm super excited to see it. So, uh, but like with that said, Andor, I think this is gonna be if you get more of the best parts of Rogue One, and you get this like kind of cool spy thriller, mm-hmm. um, spy thriller with conspiracy and everything. I want to see. I want Andor to visit a planet, and I want there to be like fallout or. Um, the outer worlds mm-hmm. um type of decision making oh if i make a decision here it will cause the rebellion to be able to do this mm-hmm. but the people are going to be affected this way yeah and then later maybe a few episodes later the next season even mm-hmm. you get to see how the rebellion is hated in the certain planet and they mm-hmm. prefer the empire to that rebel to the rebellion even yep. i want that kind of ambiguity and that kind of hey but i did make the right decision right but and or who did you make the right decision for yeah you know and that's kind of what i want from this series mm-hmm. personally little, like some gray in the middle mm-hmm. of the yeah there's not this is going to make some people upset either way. So I just kind of the have Death to... Star was technically a it was technically a terrorist act that Luke Skywalker did. Yeah. So you know he killed Luke a lot Skywalker of people. Skywalker is a terrorist. <laughs> he killed a lot of people. Who the thing is, and think about it like this: Luke wanted to be a part of the Empire at one point. Mm-hmm. He would have ended up on the Death Star. What if that happened to him? Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, like what if somebody bombed the Death Star while he was in it? He would be. Th- he, I think he would be pretty upset about that. Be pretty pissed. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man, <laughs> I wish I was at Tossy Station. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna cost way more than power converters. Um, yeah, uh, my only request for Andor is: do not, under any circumstances, visit the planet Tatooine. Because if you visit the planet Tatooine, I'm gonna be a little upset. Because we've seen um, too much of it. We've been working with too much Tatooine lately. There's more planets than Tatooine. Stop using the same set. There, no, I said no, it. No, it, it. It's frustrating. Because the thing is, it's obvious that with Obi-Wan, we have to go there. But mm-hmm. I'm at least glad that we're leaving there. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> I don't want to see that planet ever again. Gosh. One thing that I completely forgot with Obi-Wan is that there's some concept art of um, Hayden and Ewan in their Clone Wars gear. And I'm like, like, flashback? What? Are we going to get a flashback? (laughs) What? I'm excited. I'm so excited. But yeah, it's going to be a good time. Was there anything else that you wanted to say about Andor or anything like that? Uh, Can't wait to see Alan Tudyk in not a robot suit. (laughs) That's funny. He's going to be in a robot suit. Well, he's not even going to be in there. He's just going to be voicing it. Is he confirmed to be in this season? I thought, wasn't he? Is I don't it, know. Isn't K2SO in the... Uh, I, cause for my 
recollection, he's not in it. Then what was uh, that joke that he made about like, it was like a Fast and Furious K2SO joke or whatever? I don't know, but without the setup, even with your poor setup you had there, Chance, I yeah. think it's hilarious. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> like, like Andor K2KSO. I don't remember oh, what funny. it was. Because I'm probably very wrong. I don't know. Uh, it was like a story see. from like, oh, it might have been a pre-pandemic story where like Alan Tudyk was just talking about Andor and I was just like, all right, cool. You know, the thing is, I'm guessing it's one of those things where he's he going he's going to be there eventually because I don't see him in the IMDb, but we all oh. know that means nothing. He's got to be there because oh. there are certain people who technically should have been in the IMDb for a lot of things, but it's technically a, you know, yeah. a spoiler, spoiler in it. So, you know, yeah. it'll be fine. That's all I got on uh, Andor. But yeah, like, okay, with that, down and out. I think any um any final thoughts on Star Wars stuff before we uh, segue right into, um you know, segue into our uh, trailer talk? No, no more Tatooine. That's all I have to say. No more Tatooine. And I, quite frankly, I agree. No more Tatooine. No more all my Tatooine. Homie, all my homies hate Tatooine. Just kidding. I don't hate Tatooine. It's just that, like, why the hell do we have to go there every other, like, fucking in- installment for mm-hmm. Star Wars? <laughs> like, we get it. It's a sand planet. And Space Daddy, Space Jesus was uh, born there. Mm-hmm. Like, is he Space Jesus or Space Devil at this point? Like... Well, he's the chosen one. Technically, he balanced the force. Yeah. So, and then it got unbalanced again. Yeah. Because the emperor came back, and kind of ruined canon there. But you, yeah. we don't have to talk about that. No. no. <laughs> we, we don't. We don't need to go into it. Um, no, like that's all I got for the Star Wars. Okay. So, with that all said, let's get right into the trailer news. I don't know why I'm talking like this. Um, wow. <laughs> wow. It's crazy. What if Christopher Walken was a voice or was um, on this podcast once? He'd be like, guys, I love what you're doing here. It's crazy. Oh, that's what I remember. What? <laughs> um, Walken's going to play the Emperor in Dune oh, Part 2. yes. Yes, that's one thing that we forgot. Christopher Walken is going to be the Emperor. Sh- I don't know how to pronounce Shaddam, it. Something like Shaddam, that. Something, yeah, it's I, like S-H-D-D-A-M. Uh-huh. Gosh, that's great casting. It isn't Anya Taylor Joy rumored to be Princess Irulan. I think so. Rumored, and I think yeah, she looks like she would conspire to kill kill Zendaya. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I don't want I don't want any baby mamas except me. Damn it. <laughs> she looks like she would conspire heavily on killing everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that Paul and his stupid witch mom gosh goodness anyway. it's so funny because for those of you who haven't seen um who haven't seen uh or haven't read dune part two you're in for something yeah. anyways <laughs> yes you are you in for a lot you're only in for pain if you think you know how things are gonna go <laughs> no okay um <laughs> with that said uh yeah so do you want to quickly talk about? I know it's the wrong order of what I said, but do you want to yes. like quickly talk about Mission Impossible? Because I think we care a little bit less about it, yes. even though it looks really good, mind you. But what are your thoughts on the Mission Impossible trailer? It looks really pretty, first of all. Yeah, uh, Dead Reckoning Part One. I don't know why, but for whatever reason, maybe it's because your TV. But like, 
the colors really pop for me on that mm-hmm. one. Oh, um, they look great. Like just like even like maybe it's the white balancing. I don't know, but it's just like even that like really light background. Like you can very distinctly see people's faces and the details in their face. But also, um, I know the action is like you know the mainstay of this franchise, but it, like. Uh, it looks like a combination of a Mission Impossible movie and an Indiana Jones movie and a James Bond movie. Like there is like there's every set piece you can think of. Like trains, yep. Cars, yep. Out in the wilderness, middle of the city, everywhere. Like I like did you just put just random shit in a hat and think, yeah, let's do Let's just like put random vehicle, random vehicle into this hat, random, <laughs> random scenery into this hat. And just like, yeah, that would be a kick-ass action scene. <laughs> like they all look so good. Like I, I no wonder Tom Cruise got injured on this set because I'm just like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, what are you doing all day? He literally jumped off of a mountain at the end of the trailer. No mm-hmm. wonder he got freaking injured. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like... <laughs> Do you do these all on your own? Are you insane? He is insane. He's absolutely batshit. But, yeah, you know. Like, <laughs> I don't think Scientology would appreciate you putting yourself in danger like that. <laughs> well, they're still okay with, uh, you know, uh, using physical violence to exert yourself around people. Sorry. I, like, still can't get over. Yeah, but Tom's the moneymaker. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Katie Holmes was, uh, or not Katie Holmes. What's her face? Katie blonde, blonde. She's in Handmaiden's Tale. Um, hey. Elizabeth. Uh, gosh, Elizabeth Moss. Oh, that makes right, her yeah. name. Uh, she was talking about how she's not as open about her Scientology, her background in Scientology. I'm like, yeah, because they say it's okay to beat people in Why your religion. Would you? Why would you want to talk about that? It's a pretty bad look, Elizabeth. God. Yeah, it's like uh, it's, it pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> genuinely like it's uh yeah why, why do you think why do you think you don't want to talk about it because people will mock you mm-hmm. but yeah um yeah like it's it's really good looking like there's not like a lot you can say but because it's a, you know it's a part one of two so it's just like i wonder what the i wonder if like the uh the climax of the movie is just gonna be like a kind of cliffhanger cut to black of an action scene and they'll get like right back into it uh, in the second part. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, that would be just like mm-hmm. just so you can watch them back to back. It's just like, and we're back. You know, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. It's like an old uh, DVD or VHS where you had to put both of them like in. Just like, oh, gotta flip it, and there we go. We're back. We're back, baby. No, for sure. Um, yeah, it's because that's a uh, that's Simon Pegg, right? Yeah, Simon Pegg. I feel like I haven't seen Simon Pegg in so long. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if he's been doing more stuff behind the camera, been writing stuff or anything, but I feel like I haven't seen him much either. But I will say that I think this trailer looks really damn good. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, and I was even watching it on my uh, phone, and mm-hmm. I thought the colors were popping and everything was looking really good. I will say thank you. I appreciate your kind uh, words about my TV. Oh, it does welcome. make everything look really good. Yes, but with that said, um, it also, like, Everything look like that trailer. The cinematography is on point. Everything's just looking good and going on all cylinders. And like you were also saying, it's 
given the best of James Bond, the best of Jason Bourne, and the best of that Mission Impossible flavor as well that they have of their own. And it really was just an incredible, you know, mixture of all those things. And I think that this is going to be one of the the most epic Mission Impossible outing yet. Mm -hmm. And, you know... Only thing that I missed, though, is Henry Cavill didn't get to cock up his guns <laughs> with his arms like they're guns. Like, <laughs> oh, there was no need for you to do that, Cavill. But would you? But could you please do it again, sir? <laughs> like, my lord, is it warm in here? Oh, damn. No, it's not warm. It's hot, Chance. It's <laughs> hot in here. <laughs> I'm not sure that shirt can take it. <laughs> 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 I'm hulking out of there, Superman. God damn. Oh, oh no. Gosh. Anyway, before we get too bunk. But yeah, he, but. No, it's it looks really good. Like, I've never been like a big looking forward to, like, I always watch them, but it's never like, I gotta go see this, you know, sort of thing. Oh, no, I agree. But, like, that one looks really, really good. Like, also, because just because of, like, the. Because a couple of like these movies haven't always had the same director either, so it's just like mm-hmm. they flow very well for how like disjointed the like creative teams behind them can be at times. Mm-hmm. But I think it looks really good. I, I I'll, I'll go see it. And Christopher McQuarrie has done a lot of really good things with Tom Cruise lately. He knows how to work with him well because he wrote um, Edge of Tomorrow. That. Uh, that movie's really good. Yeah, I love Edge of Tomorrow or Live Die Repeat. Anyways, um, <laughs> depending if you saw it in theaters or bought the Blu-ray. Yeah, because um, Edge of Tomorrow is really, really good. The, the annoying thing is, is the manga's um, title that it's based off of is "All You Need Is Kill," and that's such a good title. Like, I'm sorry, I think that's a dope title. So, Lilith has three different titles for the same IP. Yeah. And so, like, I personally think that All You Need Is Kill would have sufficed. It probably would have, you know, struck a, like, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I understand why they wouldn't go for it. But at the same time, it's better than Live, Die, Repeat. And it's better than Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But and I'm like, sorry, because they were like, oh, no, Edge of Tomorrow didn't make money. I'm guessing it's because of the title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like when they kept renaming Birds of Prey. Oh, gosh. Stop doing it. I actually need to watch Birds of Prey. I still haven't. I I, I started it. Yeah? I got really bored, and I stopped watching it. I won't say it's not boring. (laughs) Okay. But But uh, there's some good in it, I think. Yeah. But with... Yeah, because, like, um, Christopher McQuarrie is... Uh, directing as well as writing this one and he also did the last one as well did you watch the last mission impossible movie i did not um the you didn't watch you didn't watch um henry cavill like no i watched the wait was that ghost protocol the one with brad bird no okay because i watched the brad bird one because brad bird is ghost protocol um the one where uh, Henry Cavill's in it, that's Fallout. That was the last one. Oh, uh, okay. I didn't see the last so one. So you didn't see, you haven't even seen it. Come on. No. Come on, you got you to gotta see him reload his arms because it makes a lot of sense, Chance. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> well, uh, anything else you wanted to say about it? It's really beautiful looking. I'm really exciting. I'm really excited for the trailer uh, or I'm excited for the movie. Um, I think it's going to be a good time. Yeah, you got uh, you got your licenses for those uh, 
for those, those guns, pump, for, the, for, those, for those pump actions. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, oh sorry. And with that down and out, let's go ahead and talk about the Thor trailer. Uh, wow. Daru And if you've seen uh, for some weird reason, I've been thinking about Step Brothers. <laughs> so this song's been going out is like an adam scott going like and i can sing ha, ha, ha. oh my god and it's hilarious because i saw adam scott in that very funny movie but i'm also watching him in this very dramatic show and he's absolutely fantastic so the man got range Ooh. um but we can talk about that later chant but thor love and thunder wow this trailer looks this movie looks incredible the trailer is a ton of fun i uh you're getting a lot more of that you know taika watiti zany thor kind of stuff Mm -hmm. it looks like um thor ragnarok but more (laughs) and i really like that the color palette looks really beautiful nobody's allowed to tell me that marvel movies look ugly anymore yeah um well they can look ugly sometimes then depending it just depends from on the director and who's making it and everything like that like yeah this movie looks absolutely gorgeous um valkyrie and um jane mm-hmm. and jane is mighty thor they both look like look fantastic we get some russell crow as zeus and a lot of fun sequence a lot of zany stuff we mm-hmm. see a little bit of guardians mm-hmm. um you see uh gamora and drax mm-hmm. like a mm-hmm. whole action thing yeah and like this movie is all over the place so hopefully it's not all over the place you know totally and everything but it's all over the place and i in a way that i kind of like it it just seems like a comic book you know Mm -hmm. how like you'll be reading a comic book you'll be hanging out with some characters you'll be hanging out with your main character and some other characters that Mm -hmm. are like staples of the universe but then you'll go over to another side and then have your own little adventure Mm -hmm. and since it just makes the place feel more or the universe meal feel more lived in and i'm really excited for more of that and i'm just excited to see what they do and um gore the god butcher played by christian bale those black and white scenes where you just see like the yellow of his eye and everything Mm -hmm. looks absolutely stunning i'm just really excited to see what he does with gore the god butcher this trailer is great i'm already just like fanboying over it hardcore chance what did you think of the trailer I thought it was really great. I love the little opening narration of Korg. Just oh, like, Korg is always amazing. It's like, oh, once upon a time, you know, it's just like after saving Earth for the five hundredth time, you know, it's like he went, I from, might. <laughs> he went from dad bod to god bod. And I was just like, <laughs> yes. Um, and it's perfect. like, why are you telling kids this story? Like, why are you telling children? He's like, <laughs> like he can become the one and only Thor. Uh, never mind. <laughs> you know, I was just like, oh yeah, like I. I thought that maybe, um, because like a lot of the crux, and correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of the crux of the Mighty Thor run was like, no one had any idea who was the Mighty Thor. But I've like, from what these two, like that teaser in this trailer has told us, I'm like, yep, that's Jane, you know? Well, maybe she was the Mighty Thor for a little bit. That could and nobody be. really knew. And yeah. something that's very interesting is that we haven't seen jane out of thor form yeah and i'm not going to spoil anything for people who just um Uh, yeah that's true i don't want to spoil anything who for anybody who just um read the who don't 
read any comics or anything. Um, yeah. If you want to, if you like reading comics and you're okay with getting some stuff that'll potentially spoil you for this movie, the Mighty Thor run where Jane is Thor is really, really good, mm-hmm. and it is um, one of the best modern comic book stories that you can ever like read. Mm-hmm. So it's check really it out; one. it's really damn good. Um, yeah. But there is something very telling, and for the for those of you who know, mm-hmm. no. It's very telling that Th- that Jane has only been in Thor form, and we haven't seen her in just regular clothes mm-hmm, hanging out. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, even when there's like moments where she probably could, like for instance, when they're in like when they're in uh, Olympia, mm. hanging out, eating <laughs> grapes, eating grapes, and being very entertained while objectifying Thor's body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if the roles were reversed, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Oh, but oh goodness i thought that scene was so funny when he's like mm. <laughs> when he's like pull away <laughs> just like flick away your flick disguise away. he's like you flick too hard oh, <laughs> just blew all his because like because he was like couldn't thor just taking his hood down because he was wearing like a little cloak <laughs> and then just yeah, all of his clothes are gone they, like, they blurred out his ass in the I trailer think that's hilarious i really hope that either like the the ass is probably not going to be blurred during the movie. It probably won't be because they because if there's anything that Taika likes to show is ass. So it was Hulk ass. ass. It was Hulk's ass before. I mm-hmm. never knew that we were going that we needed to see Hulk ass, but I think it was very necessary. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, why would the Hulk bother putting on a towel? Like, that's really? true. Why the fuck would he bother? He's in his own little penthouse. Gosh, in his little hot tub. I'm just, I'm just saying. There seems to be some history between Valkyrie and Hulk. That's all I have to say there. Mm. I'm just. Kidding. <laughs> well, like remember. In, I am just kidding. Remember an Endgame where mm-hmm. uh, she was just like, I think I liked you either the other ways. <laughs> <laughs> like but, she likes Bruce Banner and she likes Hulk, but not, 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 not Professor Hulk. Not Professor Hulk. Oh, no. Well, I, I, I would agree with that too. Um, um, I like Professor Hulk. I just think that it's a huge disservice. I think there needed to be more development getting there as opposed to... Yeah, we just sort of we, got there. It, just, it was like, oh, yeah, five-year time gap. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I put the brain it's like, with the muscle, and I'm like, okay, but how did you do that? And I know everything is connecting to One Piece for me because I'm obsessed with One Piece, mm-hmm. and I'm watching it like a damn fiend right now. Mm-hmm. But One Piece has taught me that time gaps need to matter yeah and it almost made me like Endgame a little less because some mm-hmm. of the time gap stuff didn't matter as much as it should have yeah you know what i mean because right. if something really cool happens during a time gap you need to kind of have the framework and payoff in order yeah. for that to be cool you know yeah. what i mean and so it's like one of those things where that's what something i really like, re- really like love uh, about the thor or loki stuff or uh hulk stuff yeah well like because like uh to make a criticism of endgame like honestly speaking besides morgan stark being a five-year-old or four-year-old there's not really anything else to indicate that it's been five years no exactly. besides like ant-man just like Scott just like, hey, I was in there a few hours, maybe. Mm-hmm. 
And I was just like, you know, it's been five years. Like literally anything else. It added. It, it could have um, been like a year. Mm-hmm. Literally. It added a lot of emotion to it, mind yeah. you. And that's good. It right. added a lot of weight to what Thanos did. Mm-hmm. And that's the main good thing about it. I still right. think the time gap should have been five years. I just think more should have mattered besides the yeah. precedent for it. Like I think the you only, know what like, I mean? I think the only person who got character development for like it being five years is like Black Widow. And that's it. No, for sure. Like, I guess Hawkeye going crazy, too. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. But. Um. Yeah, well, but Thor looks so damn good, dude. It looks great. Like I'm really excited. Um, like I liked how he was just like Mjolnir, mm-hmm. and then like, and then it just goes. To and it goes Jane. straight to Jane. <laughs> Only thing is, I hate that mask. I really do. Thor's or hers? Thor's. Oh yeah, like that. Uh, that, that golden. His like gold. I like the golden. Well, he wasn't costume. wearing it before, mm-hmm. and then he was wearing it. I'm just like, yeah. So fuck? it's a, it's a it's a switch around with scenes and everything. Yeah. It's some editing tomfoolery. I like. I really, what well, the it, annoying it thing really about it sweep back like Wolverine's mm-hmm. mask does. Yeah, my my only thing that I really like, I like the Thor outfit when he's on that mountain and you mm-hmm. see that giant like I forget that what that thing's god. called. I think it's like What's, a little. It's like a god that eats like stars or yeah. I forget. He has he has a he name. does have a name. Yes, he has a name that I'm blanking on, but um. There, I like that outfit, and I kind of mm-hmm. wish they just stuck with that one. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, we don't know how everything's going to be looking, and you know, they have to like Hemsworth is a huge star, so he can't always have a mask on his face. Right. So they're not going to have the mask on him all yeah, that at least much. The anyways. helmet doesn't like obstruct the face. Yeah, exactly. It's just the hair. But he, but I don't really love that. But at the same time, I am really, really excited to you know see what they do. With this movie, especially with some of the stuff that I was, you know, talking about before, um, I'm excited to see where they bring Jane's character and yeah. her development. And, you know, maybe eventually we're going to see a little bit of uh, maybe see some Jane, Jane and Valkyrie. Maybe yeah, have also, a thing going. Maybe, I was... maybe Jane and Valkyrie have a thing going on. If Jane and Valkyrie have a thing going on, they stop and then she goes for Sam Wilson. You know she has a preference. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> she she just loves attractive black folk. <laughs> like, uh, and the reason why I said the Sam Wilson thing is because they get together in the comics. <laughs> exactly. Um. Yeah, because that would be a very hot thruple, but we're we're gonna get my fan fiction out of this, guys. Anyway, <laughs> polyamorous aside, um, I was gonna say because like there's that little line from like Valkyrie talking to Thor, I was just like, oh, feeling any uh, feelings? Just like, no, not at all, <laughs> you know. And then or like the part when Jane was just like, oh, how long has it been? It's like, oh, seven years, uh, eight months and thirteen days. Or something <laughs> like that. It was like eight years. Uh, I think she said three because she blipped. What's it been three? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah, pretty yeah, sure yeah. she blipped because like right, that that yeah. makes sense for her perception mm-hmm. it being like that. Um, because it would make complete sense for her to blip. Yeah, attack on five years and then boom, there we go. Yeah, I'm sure Thor makes been... Thor a little makes Thor's devotion a little a le- little less sad. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> yeah, it's just like because you know she broke up with him. Yeah, and then he was probably very upset that she was gone because like you know. There's no way if he's chilling on Earth in the uh, in the um, aftermath of Infinity War, he's definitely trying to, you know, call her up, see what she's up to. And then and then figures out she she blipped. She blipped. Yeah. Then he's then he's even more sad. 
Then he's eating more food, mm-hmm. getting more sad Thor. Sad Thor made me real sad because I, then, I can relate. Then playing even more <laughs> Fortnite with Cord. <Kord>, you know? <laughs> Noob Nasta 69. <laughs> that was such a dated choice to make. <laughs> Honestly, though, it's still pretty funny. Though. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> because there literally are kids that make their names that. And since they don't have real lives or jobs, True. they have enough time to be good at those video games. Exactly. Damn it. <laughs> That's why they took away building, because you kids can just build Taj Mahals whenever you feel like it. Fortnite has gotten I have played some of the non-building or I played some of the non-build. It's a mm-hmm. lot more fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot more fun without building. The and thing, plus, the cool thing is, is they added other cool stuff yeah, like that you, you can, can traverse around and yeah, do like more around can, with like, the game. Climb so, over like yeah. an apex and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone's just like, oh my God, Fortnite copies Apex. Everyone copies everyone. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Anything you know? else that you have to say about Thor? Um, that final scene, by the way. Oh, that was so Like cool. that, I think, I'm guessing that's going to be the final fight scene. Yeah, because. Looks absolutely fantastic. Well, yeah, just to like mention, like, because Christian Bale is definitely using like his very serious, like, I'm not a good person from like a, what was it, like American Psycho? Like, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, everyone's going to, you know, that sort of like, not the stupid you know i'm bad you know that you know, the, you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so i'm kind of glad that he's not talking all gruff because that would kind of sound stupid um he's kind of giving me uh like not like the same villain but just like how he looks like uh, lee pace as um uh as ronan the accuser from guardians just kind of the way he mm-hmm. looks when that all that because that looks like majority like makeup not like a prosthetic or cgi like it looks very good it looks great and like i don't know i really wish it makes me really wish that they would do more practical stuff Mm -hmm. with the tv shows because i understand why like for instance she hulk oh god we haven't talked about the she hulk we haven't talked about i guess that we have to talk about that yeah we We really do have to talk about that after this but um she-Hulk, um, complete. I knew there was something that I forgot to put on the damn show notes. Um, maybe it's because I I, I didn't want to awaken that part of myself. <laughs> Mommy, I gotta, Mommy, I need uppies. Uh, yeah, that that Incredible Hulk show from the nineties awakened me. Probably two thousand and six. No <laughs> gosh, but um, what I really wish that they would, and I, I, this is coming from somebody who knows nothing about special effects. Mm-hmm. So if you listen to this and you want to educate me in a nice way, please shoot me a message. I'm all ears for it. DM me, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I really wish that they had that like practical makeup on Tatiana Maslani and then kind of use the like and kind of smoothed over the CGI to mm-hmm. where it looked really close to that because mm-hmm. the face is really what messes with you. Like, you know what I very mean? Very uncanny the face what Because the, the, fa- the thing is, the reason why nobody's complaining about the Hulk's assets is because the Hulk looks human but isn't. Yeah, doesn't like, look human. You know what like I mean? Professor Hulk or regular Hulk, Hulk has like a face that like... Mm-hmm doesn't invoke uncanny value exactly because like, her face looks too human like for them not to focus a little more on the practical effect of the face and i think they've hit that me- they, they hit that really good with gore yeah. that's yeah. what i'm saying like gore looks fantastic like we talked for like five minutes straight last week about the facial animations for avatar and mm-hmm. avatar the way of water like i'm just like yeah those facial expressions look 
mm-hmm. incredible. Like, mind you, they do not have like uh, Avatar money. They do not have our Avatar money <laughs> going behind no, no, this no, 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 no. series. Yeah. And if they did, you know, it would look a lot better. I know, but like... goodness, because the faces look human enough. But even with Avatar, their eyes are bigger. So yeah. you're going to probably deal a little bit less with that uncanny valley because you're like, know. oh, these are aliens. But still, yeah, I don't know. With that said, but it's still really close. Like yeah. it could be bad very quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, OK, she's taller and greener. And that's about it. You anything know? you wanted? Anything else you want to say before we you know, talk about the <laughs> um, yes, VFX, VF, VFX artist? Where is my green muscle mommy? Anyway, um, <laughs> Someone's gonna cut that out of context. I know it. Um, yeah. Uh, no, Thor trailer looks great. She Hulk. Um, I guess it could, you know, go a couple more times through the render machine. Um, well, I mean, did you see that like article about just like they kept asking to make her smaller? I'm just like, okay. <laughs> well, because like that little, because that little scene, like that TikTok I sent you of like that mm-hmm. one girl was just like, yeah, that her arms are smaller than the dude she's hooking up with. And also like this like lanky girl on TikTok, She's like, she has the same body type as me. What the hell is this? No. Yeah. It doesn't really make sense to make her smaller. Like, right. Like you got to either go all or nothing on this yeah, one. Okay. Like, like she's she Hulk. Come yeah. on. And the thing is, is like, um, okay. I think now we're officially talking about she Hulk. So yeah, we're talking about she Hulk. But um, you know, it looks like a very zany kind of workplace yeah. comedy mixed yeah. with uh, or law based comedy yeah. mixed with a little bit of Marvel flair. Exactly what, and I really like that it's called She Hulk Attorney at Law. Yeah, because at first thought I was just like they're doing like a Harvey Birdman thing. Mm-hmm. That's kind of funny, <laughs> and they want her to be. And her boss wants her to be wants her to head a superhero a superhero or a superpower division. Yeah. So you see um, Blomsky's uh, abomination abomination there, and yeah. he's just hamming it up as douchey as ever because he's just such a prick, and I love him. I know he's like, so great. He's a great character. How does his ass get caught anyway? <laughs> you know. Gosh. And I Wait, love hanging out with Wong. And apparently Wong is going to be in the series yes. too. So we're going to get some. We're going to get some more, another entry into the Wong verse. Like, uh, like Wong just bailing him out of jail or something because you know you know he has no jurisdiction to have him go through those portals and Mm -hmm. then fight (laughs) it's like bombski did you knock over a liquor store again (laughs) (laughs) uh but it's like i'm super excited to see what they do with the series i think it looks like a ton of fun really like the cgi is unfortunate yeah Uh, i kind of had my thoughts when they announced i was like that character has to be all CGI. Yeah, right? exactly. I was like, it's either either you cast somebody who is a literal Amazon. Yeah. And you do a lot of camera tricks. Yeah. Or you go complete CGI. And they've gone complete CGI. Yeah. I really hope it looks better. Yeah. Because if it looks bad, it's just going to be, first of all, there's going to be meme after meme. And second mm-hmm. of all, when there's bad CGI and there's a good story behind it, people are going to ignore the good yeah. story behind it and that's what i'd be afraid of you know yeah, what i mean like um but you know because well, like i have a few thoughts like a it's you know it's still like is this coming out in november of next year i can't remember that's coming out in august of this oh, year august okay. yeah so it's a few months yet so i guess i have a few more months to clean it up but mm-hmm. it's also like okay because like presumably all of these characters that we have seen make their first time appearances in the Marvel TV shows are going to be 
in the movies at some point. She'll and probably look great in the movies. I was going to say, she'll probably look incredible in the movie. So it's just like, yeah, it's just like, all right, so we're just going to have to wait till she makes an appearance in a movie for her to be like, you know, properly rendered and, you know, better detailed on the face and whatnot. Because it's just like, because at this point, I'm just like, aren't we like, because like, I keep, I, I keep saying like too much, but. Oh, it's okay. Like, we've mastered motion capture pretty well, I believe. Like, especially like even motion capture of someone's face. Like, we're pretty good at it now. Is that there's not enough, not enough, uh, not enough in the budget to go full bore. Yeah, this is like, you know. But I guess because Banner looks like Bruce looks fine, you know, mm-hmm. like it just make do you not have like the model for it? Like, or just like, you know, just like because you, you know, you already have that asset of Bruce looking like that from Endgame. But it's just like, did you just make like a brand new one or are you just using like complete? I don't know. It's like, a, like, did you use a different technique to make her? It's like very very interesting that there's a disparity in like the quality of how both of them look. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it'll look better once we like see it, like, you know, from her to sh- like, you know, from regular Jennifer Walters to she Hulk, Jennifer Walters, you know, like maybe that transition will look better. No, for sure. But it's just like, you kind of wonder at this point, just like, mm. no. Yeah. And like, I, I don't know. It's like one of those things where I really think that, um, <clears throat> Like, I really think that it's just going to depend on how much these last few months of production, because sometimes they have to wait until they have a doable amount of CGI mm-hmm. shots produced. And then they have to send that to a trailer house that's not even linked with what they're doing mm-hmm. over there. So that could be a couple of months ago CGI. Anyways, that's true. Yeah, you that's know true. what I mean? So that's like one thing to think about yeah. when it comes to these is that nothing's ever going to look the same. Like, for instance, what's a good example of this of CGI looking pretty wonky um, beforehand? Um, mm. Like the way Cyborg looked in Justice League. Yeah, like Cyborg looked like weird, weird in Justice League and everything. But like it happens in a lot of things where you'll see the trailer and be like, yeah, mm-hmm. CGI looks a little bit off. And then sometimes in Marvel's case, it's because a different thing was completely there in the first place. Yeah, um, like Hulk running in it, Infinity War. Yeah, exactly. Or Iron Man in uh, Homecoming. Mm-hmm. And it's like one of those deals where it's just something really, I don't know, something really interesting to think about. So uh, I don't know. I like I, I'm going to be like, hey, you know, wait until you watch it. Mm-hmm. And then, then you can actually make some real criticisms. No need to hate on anything before it comes out, right? Because you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't. Um, you're not gonna know, like what you 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 just don't know yet. Yeah. yeah so know. you know, um, yeah, I'm still excited for it though. I'm yeah. really stoked about it. I know Matt Murdock has to show up. He's got it, and everything like that. They confirmed his series. Forgot to put that in the show notes too. <laughs> Ch- Chance, what's our time looking like right now? Uh, we are clocking in at an hour and twenty-one minutes. An hour and twenty-one minutes. Do you want to just finish off with talking about uh, Daredevil? I don't know. Like, or I don't do really have much to say about. Dare- oh, I don't really have much to say mm-hmm. about uh, my recommendation. Okay. So. okay. Well, the um, thing is, my recommendation, or like, we're done with She-Hulk, right? Yeah, we're done. With okay. She-Hulk. Cool. 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 Uh, my recommendation, I've been watching Severance. Ben Stiller, um, has written, directed some of the episodes, or he's mostly directed the episodes. Ooh, um, right. very, very good. 
Uh, it's an Apple TV Plus series. has Adam Scott in it. It's about these people who have a chip inserted in their head and causes them to completely sever their work and their personal life from each other. So when they go to work, they do not remember what they do. And then when they go to, um, but when they are in their everyday life, they have their everyday life. It is very creepy, very unsettling, but not scary. It's right. one of those things where, you know, if you have anxiety and you're like, ah, about capitalism and everything like that, yep, it'll definitely stoke some of those um some of those some of those frustrations. So it's that same but, uh itch that Black Mirror scratches? Kinda, yeah. It really does yes. It does seem like one really long black it it seems like a series that actually is you know, doesn't change it's not like an anthology. It's mm-hmm. like if Black Mirror decided to make a season of television. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. it does very much seem like that. And it's really good. And I would definitely recommend it. So um yeah, Corey's recommendation. Yeah, my recommendation is on HBO Max. Um it you know, I think Basically, it's about the rise of the Los Angeles Lakers dynasty Fun. in the 1970s. Um, like, even if you're not a sports person, it's a very entertaining. It's a very interesting story. A lot of, this, a lot of like the people in it have been exaggerated. The things that happened to exaggerated. Because again, this is okay, for okay. entertainment purposes. But it's like really good. It's got John C. Riley plays Dr. Jerry Buss, who bought the Lakers in 1969. It was like right when they drafted Magic Johnson. So you've got characters like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Um, kind of like, you know, with all his stuff and like his conversion, like, you know, when he became uh, Muslim and, you know, all the, like the, you know, all the shit he caught for it. And, you know, it's like, it's very, I don't know, just really like really well acted, like, you know, but no, like uh, the actor, I can't remember his name who plays uh, magic is like really charming. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I haven't seen John C. Riley in so long. It's like really nice to see him. Um, Sally Field plays his mom and she's really good in it. Nice, um, nice. Like, it's just, it's a really solid show. I didn't think I would enjoy Cause I'm not like a huge basketball guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but like, I really like winning time. I think if you're like, if you're looking for something to watch, it's winning time. That episode's about an hour long. There's 10 episodes. Um, it's really good unless you're like really want to defend Jerry West. Cause Jerry West is like threatening <laughs> to sue HBO and says he'll take it to the Supreme court if he has to. So, yeah, but yeah, that's my recommendation is winning time on HBO Max. I really think that Jerry needs to chill with that, though. Yeah, because here's the deal. Like, I get it. I understand. But like, it's one of those things where like if something is satirical in nature, because I don't think were they really meaning to go out there and be accurate in the way they say it? No. Are they do they say based off of a true story? No. So like these basically it says these are dramatized versions of real events that's what they say at the beginning of every episode and that's and i think that's fair yeah because like jerry west in the show is like a giant he's like a i've heard he's crazy he's crazy like crazy (laughs) asshole and oh that's so funny yeah it's just like oh my god no wonder he's so upset yeah but because i've heard heard kareem say it's like yeah that's not exactly how i was (laughs) but then then again, no one would admit they they were a dick, you know. That that is also true. No one would really be too. No one would like to admit how unpleasant they were back in the day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would recommend Winning Time. No, for sure. Well, with that all said, take our recommendations. Dang yeah. it! Come on, and more Daredevil. Woo! Yeah, more Daredevil. So we're getting more Daredevil, and it's going to be a fun time. Basically, I don't have much to say about it, but. 
uh, it's kind of an inevitability with um, him showing up in No Way Home and everything mm-hmm. like that. We're going to get more Daredevil. I just hope that the people at Disney understand that they need to tread lightly with this one. The... They need to understand that they can't they can't be like every other Disney Plus series. No. It has to be a little closer to the Daredevil kind of stuff. And I think with them having the whole censoring in my, or having the whole like profiles and pins as a huge thing in mm-hmm. the UI yeah. of uh, Disney Plus itself, I think they're beginning to understand that. Because how much you want to bet if that stuff was put out in the first place, we would have had our more mature Lizzie McGuire show. <laughs> but um well, let me let me riddle you this Corey. yeah do you think whenever that show goes into production and gets put on disney plus mm-hmm. it'll say play episode one season four i think that's a disney um plus investors thing yeah. or a disney um I think that it's I, I, I personally think it's gonna be a reimagining. I think those I think are So just same same actors, characters, but different continuity. Yeah, I think so because that way it can be an MCU continuity and not like break right. anybody's brain, I guess. Yeah. Even though technically it doesn't could really be, clash, it, really. It really could yeah, it doesn't really clash all that much anyways. But if they did season four, I would be very, very excited. Yeah. And the thing is, they've only uh, um, announced a couple of the writers on it. But it would be really cool if we got Stephen Denight back on it and everything mm-hmm. like that. And those folks who made season yeah. one of Daredevil so great. Yeah. And if they go and they go, hey, season four, I would be all absolutely yeah. all for it. And that would be that would be dope. Like I would really enjoy that. And um, that'd be cool. But I just don't know because. You know, Kevin Feige probably doesn't want to be too tied down by stuff that uh, Jeff Loeb and company and all those kind of guys were yeah, doing. Yeah, that's we're, true. We're doing over there because as much as we like Daredevil, their defenders ver their defenders universe, a lot of the stuff. If you're saying that everything was canon there, right? A lot of people look. A lot of people forget. That if you can't have it both ways, yeah, you can't have Danny Rand being canon. Uh, you you, you well, have you, to have Danny Rand being canon too. Then well, you, you just, have to have all those other people being canon. You can you know just what? have some throwaway dialoguers like, "Wow, Danny, did you have some work done? You sure look different." <laughs> <laughs> you know, goodness, no one would care. Like but, no one cares that you know Cottonmouth is the same guy who mm-hmm. was Blade. You know that is also true. But like at the same time, I think that a soft reboot would be good. That's true. I think going through what would have been a season four of Daredevil would yeah. be good since we're already very familiar yeah. with him. Yeah. So the cool thing about it, the weird kind of like mid halfway, like if this show is just like a halfway reboot or whatever, where you're yeah. kind of exploring some of those same things, right. I think that would be kind of cool. Do you just treat it like the the original series or like variants and then the, you know, like, so you still have them look exactly the same? No, for sure. Because you know, if uh, Foggy, if Foggy and Karen aren't the same actors, I'm going to be really pissed. Yeah. Because like we all, we know Kingpin's going to be back right. and all that kind of stuff. But if Foggy and Karen are not, if we don't have our avocados at law, mm-hmm. I'm going to be very, very frustrated with uh, Marvel and Disney. You think they but, you think they bring Rosario Dawson back? Um, You know, she's probably going to be really busy with, with Ahsoka, Ahsoka stuff. Yeah. But 
I don't really care about her yeah. character all that much. Not gonna lie, like she's fine. Yeah, she was like the she, connecting she, thread. She, she, she was. Like show stuff. She was, but we don't really need that connecting thread. I say anymore. you just re because I say you just you keep Luke Cage as um what's his name? I literally just had Michael Colt, Mike Coulter, Mike Coulter, and then Kristen, Kristen Ritter, Ritter as Jessica Jones, and then Charlie Cox as Daredevil, and then just recast uh, Iron Fist. Finn Jones or. Fuck, get someone, just change it and get an Asian actor to play Iron Fist because it would be better anyway. No, for uh, sure. And the thing is, is it's like, I don't I mean, know. I mean, that can't work. No, but... no, my whole thing is the whole Danny Rand of it all is just like, it's just, Danny Rand is just an interesting, he's just a way better character in the comic. Yeah. And the thing is, and like the whole deal about like, I don't know, it's a little more complicated with Danny Rand he is not necessarily because on paper he seems like very much like a white savior yeah that's not necessarily what it is for him yeah it's a little more complicated than that as far as stuff goes for it um but at the same time it would be like Danny Rand it would be nice if Danny Rand was at least half Asian <laughs> yeah well because like, you know what I mean by cannot canonically and have his dad or mom be Asian mm-hmm. there, fix there it. exactly and also, my other big thing about it, too, is that, like, we already have a kung fu master of the MCU in Shang-Chi. Oh, so, it'd be cool if there was two. Uh, you then know. they could hang out. You know, yeah, yeah. Or he could but, just be Luke Cage's friend. Who cares? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, but getting a Heroes for Hire show. See, there. That would be so good. Just With Mike Coulter yeah. and somebody who has a lot more, ha- has a lot of, you can just chalk it up to chemistry. Be like, oh, we want somebody that has better chemistry. With Anyone you. not named Finn Jones. <laughs> um, Finn, it's so funny because Finn, the, the I would feel sorry for the guy if he wasn't such a prick about people not liking his performance because he's an ass about it. He really, he really is not that nice about it. And I get it. I understand that you put your blood, sweat and tears into something and it's not all your fault. A lot of it's also the writers and everything like that, but he was kind of a jerk about it. So I'm like, like, you know, whatever, dude. (laughs) Well, because apparently like, the, the choreographer had to teach him the moves the day of filming like half of the time there's no and you know the annoying thing about like i was so excited for iron fist because i was like wow they did that with daredevil what are they gonna do with iron fist mm-hmm. and it was way worse because arguably iron fist should have had better fight scenes yeah it's crazy to me but it's like whatever. and a better glowing fist yeah, that glowing fist. They got that glowing fist from Wish or something. They got that special Yikes. effect. <laughs> that special effect looked awful. Yeah, so but... they should just do it. Like I think that's how you differentiate uh, Shang Chi and Iron Fist is just have, just have it be a heroes for hire. You know, if everyone's already familiar with mm-hmm. Luke Cage's mythos mm-hmm. by watching the show, then yeah, mm-hmm. do that. Like there was like a Earth's Mightiest Heroes Avengers cartoon that had the heroes for hire in a couple episodes. They were like really funny. Like I like their chemistry was super good. And like, like uh, Iron Fist had like a very super dry personality that was about him, and I thought that like, like dry in a funny way, like just like, or he was like the the straight man to Luke Cage is kind of like, uh, just kind of like uh, very enthusiastic about being, uh, you know, getting their money from doing superhero stuff. And mm-hmm. I was just like, you know, it's like, hey, calm down, Cage, you know that sort of thing, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know, I think you can. I think there's, you know, room on the drawing board for him and Shang-Chi, but I can understand why you might want to pace yourself on that. 
Sorry, I didn't mean to make no. this like an extra no. fifteen minutes long. No, trust me, don't don't worry about it. I'm just um, like, I don't know, because I have another thing that I wanted to say here too. Uh-huh. Is that like people are saying stuff like, "Oh no, be careful what you wish for." Is Marvel going to make this a, uh, you know, Daredevil mistakenly kicks, you know, kicks a criminal off of a building and he falls down? He goes, "Oh no, well that happened." That dialogue is never going to happen. That's a really extreme uh, thing. When has anyone ever said that happened? Oh, that happened. It, it's like, it's so funny because that's what they, that's the like, I really want them to look, I want them to show me a scene where that happens in any Marvel movie. Like it could have like, maybe, oh. like I can only think of a very few characters saying it. Yeah. Maybe um, Aquafina's character in Shang-Chi. In Shang-Chi and maybe Ned. Maybe. Or maybe Darcy. But, like, I don't know. I just think that's so stupid. Uh, I, I think that you're... And then also people are getting mad because they're like, oh, my gosh, they got the writers for the uh new Daredevil show off of Wish. And I'm like, guys... And it's so funny because people who, you know, know a little bit more about the industry and everything mm-hmm. on Twitter are like, yeah, or is anybody going to tell them that there's three different sets of writers for the three different seasons of Daredevil <laughs> or not? <laughs> Nope. Or did anybody know Stephen Denight's name before Daredevil came out? Or did anybody know? Like, so, like, it's one of those things when it comes down to it, um, people are are hired because of their ideas. And Kevin Feige, apparently Matt Corman, and I'm trying to think of who else, Matt Corman, um, had some really good ideas for what he wanted to do for Daredevil. He Mm -hmm. and his writing partner, I have to look him up because I want to do you know, do them, do, do some, you know, is it that one? Like Lewis? Diligent- oh, Chris yeah. Ord. Oh, Chris Ord. Yeah. Cause they made that covert affairs show on, on USA. I don't know if you remember that one. I remember that. But, USA canceled a lot of good shows. Yeah. And then I, I liked covert affairs too. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where it was very, it was very much in the time of born, mm-hmm. like those born kind of stuff yeah. and everything like that. So I think white collar was on during that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a uh, pre, but it was like pre uh, Mr. Robot. Yeah. And everything. Um, yeah, USA actually had a couple of bangers. They did. They really did. Were they the ones who but, made psych? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, with all that said, they making some good stuff. So I'm like really excited to see. Um, I don't know. Like, I understand people's concerns right. because they uh, don't want Daredevil to be MCUified. Yeah, and I, I get it. But at the same time, like I always say, and I know this is not a popular position, but we genuinely will not know until we know. Yeah. So conje- So so just assuming something's going to happen doesn't necessarily mean that's going to happen. So you know, and you know, and maybe these people have a really good vision of what's going to go on for the rest of the series or for daredevil series. I will say that I think people are, I think if uh Kingpin's portrayal was better in Hawkeye, yeah, I, think, I, about I think less people would be worried Yeah, like, because I did not like his portrayal. He was, he was an idiot. He was a bumbling idiot. Kind of stupid. And you know? like, he was like, his, he made no sense. And it's annoying because there are moments when he was really cool. Mm-hmm. And then he just completely biffs it. Vanessa. And I'm like, <laughs> Vanessa. Second Vanessa gets involved. Oh, 
It was what? Uh, ah, gosh. What happened on Twitter where Vincent D'Onofrio was talking about something? He's like, that's absolutely ridiculous. You guys need to stop it. And they're like, but what if it was Vanessa? He goes, that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> I love Vincent D'Onofrio. He's, He's so, so good in that role, too. Um, but, you know, and the thing is, I really just think that they made the mistake of having... I just think that whole Echo storyline and Hawkeye yeah. was a mistake in general. Yeah, like that sh- should have if they're gonna have it in her own show, just put it in her own show. Then like, you know what I mean. If literally everything else is the same and they just don't do a fake out death for Kingpin, yeah, I'd probably be less pissed. You yeah, know? for sure. So like, don't fake out death us mm-hmm. with Kingpin. Just leave it ambiguous. No, for sure. I guess and that's like, ambiguous, but it's just like, oh, did Kingpin die or not? Just like, just have Kingpin go away. We'll see you next time. You know. No, for sure. But. You know, with all with all that down and out, with all those things we forgot about, all those yeah, exactly, all those last minute topics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, thank you all for listening. It's a good time. It's a great time. I'm gonna get some food. I'm really hungry. Oh, I'm starving, man. Did you not have Come lunch? Come on. Uh, well, because here's the deal. I woke up a little late. Okay. And so I late breakfast. Yeah, I went. I didn't have any breakfast or anything like that. It's the most so important like, meal of the day. It is. It is. So like I woke up a little bit late. I didn't really do anything, but you guys don't really care. So I'm just going <laughs> to um, explain this to speak chance. your truth. Explain this to chance later, but you know, thank you all for listening. It's a good time. Corey needs to eat breakfast more. Box Office Bros. Thank you for listening to Box Office Bros. Gee, thanks, Dad. You can listen to the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Podcasts are great. Radio's boring. Have a great day. And see you next time. If I'm not back in five minutes, just wait longer. And now for my next impression, Jesse Owens. Peace out. Later, Tater. End of story. Bye-bye. See you later.